You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello and good morning, good afternoon and good evening everyone and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael and I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition and fulfill purpose. So we have lots of subjects we like to talk about. One cause for celebration today is that we're starting a new season of Living the Miracle. Yay. Yay. <laughs> we're happy that you can join us for our launch of season 18. I can't believe it's been that long. As most of you know, every season we decide on a particular theme that weaves through the 13 episodes of that season. For this new season, we chose the overall theme the miracle of sharing your joy because we feel that now more than ever, we need to share our joy in the world, not just Michael and me, but all of you. Although the exact statistics vary depending on the study or poll conducted, pretty much all of them agree that people are far more stressed out around the world today. If global warning and all the related environmental disasters weren't enough to keep many people on edge during their days, the introduction of COVID-19 and the ensuing pandemic triggering, triggering a continued avalanche of havoc have certainly given many more people sleepless nights and very ill nights too. Add to that this year, we have a brutal and unprovoked Russian invasion of Ukraine threatening to escalate into another world war, and we'd be crazy not to expect the worldwide population's mental and emotional health teetering on the rocks. One UK study reported a 29% increase in the stress, anxiety, and great sadness amongst its adult population since the onset of the pandemic alone. Another reported that China has experienced an 86% increase in workplace stress. UN News reported that worldwide depression and anxiety took a whopping 25% hike in 2022 from the previous year. Most polls indicate that 70 to 75% of the adult population in the world are overstressed. And what about all the even more sensitive children around the world? Is there hope for real healing? Of course there is. But true healing doesn't come in any bottle or tablet. Diet, exercise, and the whole host of of available medicines and treatments certainly can help, and they do help, a lot in some cases. But in the end, our well-being depends on our innermost happiness, not just symptomatic relief. Just as peace is not merely the absence of violence, but the uninterrupted presence of harmony and health is not the absence of illness, but the radiance of an abundance of an abundant life. When we are truly living, we are happy, healthy, and wise. Our happiness, health, and wisdom all come from wholeness and harmony, not division and conflict. 
It's not that if you are happy, you won't ever get sick or injured. After all, all bodies eventually die, even if they are healthy, happy, and wise. Yet it's when you are happiness happiest that you can heal yourself and live more fully, regardless of what condition your body or the world might be in. A current case in point on the global stage. Volodymyr Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, was an actor and comedian when he was elected by a landslide to be the leader of his country. Especially in some countries, politicians may have laughed that Ukraine now has a comedian for its president. But isn't that what a good comedian is supposed to do? Make people laugh? Even their critics, opponents, and enemies. Who else could lead his country in its most desperate time the way Mr. Zelensky has been doing? His most essential job has been to keep the spirit of the Ukraine people, civilians, political leaders, and military alive and well if his country is to not only survive but heal and thrive. Of course, he's not doing that by cracking jokes but by communicating from his heart to everyone, his constituents, and world leaders. True comedians are by necessity capable clairvoyants. They see the truth more clearly than the general population and point to it with humor and sometimes even compassion if they're a good comedian. Prior to pursuing his career in acting and comedy, the Ukrainian leader earned his degree in law. Spirit was grooming him for his destiny as a leader every step along the way. Remember in spirit, all is. There is no time and space through which eternity unfolds. It is here in the world that everything seems to happen in a linear fashion made in time and space. A true comedian who is one on his path to fulfill his sole purpose is a shaman who becomes a bridge between heaven and earth, between spirit and the world, and offers truth in the spirit of joy and laughter to guide the audience to their healing rather than plunge back into pain that the truth is exposing for its release. That is the fear that so many people experience when faced with major changes. It's the trepidation of becoming acutely aware of the pain they've long held on to that is released in the light of truth. This is always a necessary step in a profound healing process. It's comparable to the discomfort on the physical level when you're undergoing an in-depth detoxification process. Before you can restore your body to its optimal health, you have to let the toxins build up in it a way out. Once enough toxins are released out of the body, you would be able to newly nourish the body with nutrients to bring it to a new level of health. It's the detoxifying process that could both be scary and unpleasant, as any of you know who have gone through it. So today we kick off our new season with rejoice. Yay! Just because (laughs) people often assume that they have to have something to feel joyful about before they celebrate their own life. Yet in truth, we're all here to do the very opposite. We have to celebrate our lives regardless of what may be happening in them 
at the time if we are to fulfill our purpose for being here. It's one thing to be happy when everything is going exactly the way we'd like them to go. It's entirely a different proposition to be happy when seemingly all the chips are down and nothing is going our way. How do you possibly get happy when the world seems to be going south fast or you're down in the dumps and suffering in some way? That's why we're saying rejoice just because. Not only should you not wait for joyous happiness to pour down on you from the heavens to be joyous, if you don't proactively choose to be happy just because, you wouldn't be happy. Your happiness is not dependent on something happening in the world or in your life to make you happy. It is precisely when you commit to being happy and expressing it in some way in the world that you will start to experience more happiness. Exactly. (laughs) Rejoice now. And for no reason at all. (laughs) Because I learned a long time ago that if I waited for happiness to befall me, I would be waiting a long time. (laughs) And I'm very impatient when it comes to happiness. Happiness. Now or never. (laughs) I realize that I'm the one experiencing happiness or unhappiness, fulfillment or suffering. No matter what was happening around me or what all I happen to be experiencing at the moment. If I want, if I, if I'm the one experiencing happiness or unhappiness, whichever might be the case, I must be able to choose how I experienced anything in my life. It was only up to me. My happiness had nothing really to do with what anyone else said or did. I only had to ask myself whether I chose to be happy or not in response to everything I was experiencing. It didn't take me long to decide to always say to myself, of course, I choose to be happy. I didn't like being unhappy, right? (laughs) No one likes to be unhappy. (laughs) Who does? Yeah. (laughs) When, When I knew that I'm the only one who could delay my happiness, well, let's get on with it then and be happy regardless of what was going on in my life or or the world. In fact, I discovered that When I was happy, things around me started to change for the better. Sometimes it was subtle, but at other times the shift could be enormous. Earlier, Raphael described that the president of Ukraine was helping to keep the spirit of his people lifted and alive in the worst of conditions, not by cracking jokes and making them laugh as a comedian, but by communicating with everyone from an undivided heart, the inner essence of who he is. Being happy or wholehearted, if you will, by choice, and not because everything is going well for you, requires you to do the same thing for yourself. To do that, first you have to realize that you allowed the conditions of the world and your life in it to get you upset, angry, down, or unhappy in some way. Before you did that, you probably were at least somewhat happier. Then, 
you have to become aware that it was the way you chose to see things in your life that got you unhappy in the first place. What if you changed how you were looking at whatever you assumed made you unhappy? How many times have you heard people say things like, that person makes me so mad, or I'm so upset about what my friend said, or I can't stand it that the government did what it did. I'm sure you could add dozens of other similar expressions of unhappiness you've heard during your life so far that points to something outside and separate from the person saying it as the cause of their unhappiness. Yet, how can anyone or anything else cause them to experience what they are experiencing within their own consciousness, their own mind? The difficulty for most people to recognize that is that it seems to them that their reaction of some form of unhappiness to someone or something happens to them not out of their own choosing. It's like the proverbial knee-jerk reaction. You hit your knee in just the right spot, and invariably, your knee jerks every time. That's because all reactions, no matter what they're about, are mechanical and automatic. It's like pushing a button on a device. If you push this button, the the device will always do the same thing. If you push that button, the device will always do the same thing activated by that particular button. Push this button and the toaster pops out a toasted slice of bread. Push that button and the toaster toasts the bread darker. It's predictable once you learn what kind of reaction pushing each button will bring about. Except when when your toaster is really old, <laughs> you push the button and it doesn't quite do what it's supposed to do. <laughs> That's like our toaster right now. <laughs> That's our toaster, yeah. You'll notice the same thing with your reactions. Every time someone says a certain thing, you get angry or embarrassed or invalidated. Every time you read about a certain kind of tragedy, you become sad or incensed. It becomes so predictable that you, at times, might ask people not to say those things to you or avoid watching the news so you don't get upset. All reactions, however, are merely reactions. Perhaps they can't be avoided, but what you can control is not the reactions, but how you respond to whatever reactions you are experiencing already. Just because you experience an instant reaction of anger whenever someone does a particular thing, you don't have to become angry at the person or about what they did. You can decide to let the reaction just stay merely an automatic inner reaction and not act on it. That's called being neutral to what you're experiencing as the reaction. Once you don't engage and resist that reaction, it will pass. But maintaining neutrality is more than just letting reactions pass you by and not engaging in them in any way. Doing that allows you to create something new, a new response to what you experience beyond the automatic mechanical reaction. 
Let's say that you were raised by your parents to always be suspicious of any foreigners or people who look or act somehow quite different than the way you and your family do. It then became a, quote, normal reaction in you that every time anyone who looked like they were of a different nationality, culture, or race approached you, you found yourself becoming suspicious of their intentions, tensing up, and looking for a way of communicating with that person. Of course, you know nothing about this particular person approaching you yet. Isn't that strange? Yes, but it's just a program mechanical reaction. And better yet, you are some, you're not some device. You're a creative spiritual being. Unlike, unlike a device, you can create something different than what a device is programmed to do. In spite of the program reaction you experience within yourself, you can decide to let that reaction just pass on through and create a new, brand new response on the spot to meeting the approaching person. Well, we're just about at our first break already, and this is the time we like to let you know things that we're doing that you can join us for. So we wanted to invite you to join us for our next teleclass being in the world, not of the world, energy work for showing up as part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series happening this Saturday, May 7th. This is 2022 from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. If you're not of this world and just living in it temporarily like most of us are, where are you from and how do you show up here? The more you are present here as your true self, the happier you are and the more productive and effective you can be. Learn to do psychic energy work to help you be all that. For all the details and to sign up, go to our May events calendar section on our website at michaeltamora.com or call our office and speak with our brand new wonderful assistant, Debbie, at 530-926-2650 during normal business hours, Pacific time, Monday to Friday. We'll be right back to continue with Rejoice Just Because. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. 
listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. We've been considering what it is to rejoice just because. After all, why would you need a reason to be joyful? Isn't life a celebration? Let's continue our celebration or our exploration. <laughs> Both. Both. We're celebrating. We're celebrating. We're always <laughs> celebrating. I mean, you know, this is partly why we have this radio show is, is to celebrate with all of you. But earlier, before the break, I was talking about, you know, you've all had it, uh, had your buttons pushed. <laughs> mm-hmm. In fact, that's become a fairly common expression. saying, expression, because because we all know, oh, yeah, why do we call it? I got my button pot, put hot button pushed. Because you know how you're going to react. <laughs> you've, you've been through that so many times. Or when you push somebody else's button, you know they're going to they're going <clears> to. <throat> get angry or or upset or laugh or whatever, you push that button, right? And uh, you can predict pretty much the reaction you're going to get because it's just a reaction. But, oh, reactions are always internal first, isn't it? Aren't they, right? They're, they're internal. You get your button pushed and nobody knows what reaction you're experiencing until you you dramatize it, you know. So somebody can push your button and you could have the reaction of guilt or or fear or anger or sadness or, or feeling really, you know, uh, invalidated. But that's just a reaction. Every time somebody pushes that button, that's what you what you experience. So I was talking about an example of for a lot of people out there who have difficulties when they get approached by a a total stranger, you know, because where do we get our reactions? Well, we learn them over time and especially as children and and what parents generally don't uh, teach uh, uh, their children. Hey, you know, stranger danger. Yeah. Stranger danger. (laughs) And especially in this day and age in certain places, it's that's important, you know. You could get kidnapped or whatever, and so, so uh, uh, that's an important thing to to teach your children and everything to not necessarily just run into the arms of a stranger and just start to be your op- totally open, free, uh, happy self. So you have to use your wisdom. You have to use common sense. You have to use uh, awareness. You know, that, okay, this is a stranger. They sound good and they look good and they seem friendly and everything. But I'm not going to just totally give them my bank account <laughs> or, or whatever and or show off, you know, I, I have all these kinds of uh, government secrets or or I have all this money or I have all this, you know, clout uh, in the public or whatever, because that stranger might be 
really not a stranger, so to speak. They're they're trying to get something out of you. And especially these days with a lot of scammers and so forth, con artists, you can't be too careful. But the reaction part. Oh, every time you see a stranger and and you have a certain kind of reaction of really closing off and no don't make any eye contact and don't and you do things out of the reaction, then then you're not validating. You're you're not validating yourself as the creative being you are. You're shutting yourself down just because uh, a stranger happens to be a stranger and, and the program reactions or not. We all have those program reactions, but we don't, we have a choice in whether we become those reactions, whether we dramatize those reactions, whether we follow through on those reactions out in the world or not. So that's, that's where neutrality comes in. Well, the same limitless choice of what you how you can respond even when you're having a pretty strong reaction applies to any reaction you might experience within you about anything when you're experiencing any kind of degree of unhappiness you have a choice to respond to that reaction in a creative new way that will allow you to be happy why because any kind of unhappiness you experience is a reaction based on judgment-filled memories of past experiences. Unhappiness of any kind is never of the present moment in eternity. That eternal present moment is undivided and therefore doesn't have any experience of pain or unhappiness in it. Ah, no reactions. Both pain and unhappiness are products of a divided consciousness. True, lasting happiness or joy is unconditional in spirit. It doesn't come and go. What we experience in this world as fleeting happiness is that we go in and out of touch with the undivided wholeness of life. When we get stuck in some memory of a past experience that we were unhappy about, we fall out of the grace of the undivided joyousness of spirit out of time. Remember, all miracles originate in spirit beyond time and space. And we need to be in the present eternal moment in order to unfold that miracle here in the world. Of course, all it takes is but a moment in touch with eternity to bring forth that miracle. Eternity is forever, even if we only experience it for a moment. And that moment contains all that is forever. So when I choose to be happy, in spite of what may be happening in the world or, or even in my own personal life. Making that choice is easy. What sometimes is not as easy <laughs> is to follow through with that choice for the long haul. To me, a decision isn't just an intellectual decision, 
we don't really make a decision unless we follow through with that decision over time and space to its fulfillment or until we decide to make a new decision to replace it. I know I can't just decide I'm going to do this thing and not actually do it. If I don't follow through and do the thing I decided, then I really didn't make that decision. The decision itself we, we make in an instant in spirit. It's the follow through that's entirely in the world that happens over time and space. The follow through in the world is, is the part that is challenging at times. Not the making of the decision in spirit that's simple, effortless. Just make the decision. But the follow through over time and space in this world. That takes some doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. In the case of choosing to rejoice, even when everything seems to scream at you that there's nothing to be happy about or celebrate at all, it requires you to make that decision in spirit that you are happy and follow through in your body and in the world with expressing and sharing your happiness over time and in every situation to come. Invariably, when you commit to being happy and celebrating life, whatever that used to anger you, make you resentful, upset, sad, and guilty, unhappy in various ways will start to surface in your awareness as if to tempt you or invalidate you that it's useless to imagine that you can be happy under the circumstances. We're going to beat you down is what those thoughts and and emotions that come up are really, in a sense, saying to you. <laughs> That's when you have to maintain your certainty in yourself that you already chose happiness, and it's a matter of unveiling that happiness here over time. That means somehow you have to start expressing at least a little of your happiness. That hard part at times is it feels like to you that every cell in your body is screaming how unhappy you are. You need to smile and express at least a smidgen of joy in some way here and now. And uh, even if you do just a little bit of it, it breaks the ice, if you will, opens it up where you can have a little bit more. What that all means is that to experience any degree of happiness, you have to be the giver, not the taker, the giver. It's when you are giving that you will experience your inner joy, even a little bit. Now, when you are truly giving, when is that? When, when you are loving in some way, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you can't really be giving, you know, if you're, you think you're giving because you're doing it begrudgingly and unhappily, uh, well, that's not really giving, isn't it? I mean, we've all been on the receiving end of somebody who's obligatory, you know, uh, responsibility is to give you or do something for you. Yeah, here, take it. <laughs> and you're going, okay, maybe, you know, I don't need you around giving me stuff. <laughs> it's more of a burden. 
But when someone is giving from their heart, from, from their true lovingness, kindness, compassion, then, oh, you relax. Yeah, you, you feel welcomed, embraced. So whenever you are loving in some way, oh, that's when you're truly giving. So being kind is a great place to start. You know, we're all working towards unconditional lovingness, but, but we're not there yet. Well, at least the great majority of us are not. So kindness is a good starting point. Kindness we can handle. You know, okay, I could be a little kinder. I might not be a saint, but I could be a little kinder. Because kindness opens you to the experience of lovingness within you. As you do anything with kindness, you'll begin to experience a lightening up of your unhappiness. Whatever the unhappiness was based on, you'll find it gets a little bit lighter. And it really doesn't matter who you are kind to or what you are kind about. You can even be kind to yourself. Yep. Do things with a little kindness instead of putting yourself under an enormous demand and pressure. Plus, you'll discover that whenever you're being kind, your doubts will naturally dissipate and you'll restore yourself more to your innate certainty of spirit. Yes, and there's so much more to all of this, which I would like to add to some of Michael's thoughts here. Um, and that's, you know, times when you went from being unhappy in some way to choosing that you were happy regardless of what happened you happened to be experiencing in your life at the time. And what does one do to make that shift in your inner experience well for one thing one of the this is a really big subject i'm glad michael has um created uh between michael and me but mostly michael has created this particular subject for this 13 weeks is our way of thinking and our where we put our uh let's say what pictures what mental pictures we put our attention on when something does seem to uh you know, take the air, air out of our tires, so to speak. So one of the things I like to do is whenever uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago, it's like bad news. Things usually start with bad news, whether it's something that happens right in front of you or someone calls you up or you get an email or text and gives you bad news. Well, as little children, when bad news happens, you know, or something happens where, let's say we get hurt. You know, we immediately boohoo our way through it, and um, maybe sometimes an adult will come and comfort us, and then later we run off and play again, and and it's in the past. Well, in a way, it we're just like those little children. Whatever happens, if we're slapped on the face with something, or we're emotionally deeply wounded by someone, we eventually. The goal is to eventually go back and play and, and be healthy again. And there's so much to getting going from here to there uh, when something like that happens. So one of the ways that I make that shift in my experience is I try not to take anything that goes on in my life personally, even if it's someone criticizing me right to my face. Because a lot of times criticism 
that someone has of you might have an element of truth in it, and sometimes it doesn't. But meanwhile, if you are a, a little bit detached from what someone is showing you or saying to you or whatnot that's wounding you, if if you're a little detached from it, it won't, number one, it won't wound you so hard. And number two, you're giving yourself space to have your reaction, but to not become it. So you're not that little kid who's crying her eyeballs out or his eyeballs out on the playground until somebody comes and comforts you. Because a lot of times in adult life, no one is going to come and comfort you. You have to comfort yourself. You have to learn to comfort yourself. But in the onset of whatever that challenge is, if you're able to even take a half a step back from it, you it gives you the space to move forward again and run back onto the playground of this earth life. So anyway, that was one of the thoughts I had. Yeah. Um, it's when, when we're looking at rejoicing just because, you know, for no reason. Most of the time we're looking at all the reasons we have not to rejoice, all the reasons, like, you know, uh, kind of justifying my unhappiness. I, I'm unhappy, you know, uh, of course I'm unhappy. This is what's going on in my life. Of course I'm unhappy. Uh, you know, this is what the, the world's going to, you know, wear in, the, uh, in a handbasket. <laughs> oh, to heck in the handbasket there. Well, already we're coming upon our second break. This just snuck right up on us. So please take a moment to mark your calendars coming up at the end of May on May, Saturday, May 28th and Sunday, May 29th. We're offering our special remote for, tele- for teleclass plus a bonus Zoom Q&A weekend event. And it is titled, overall title, Finding Joy in Challenging Times. So it goes right along with this. And the subtitle is Harnessing the Transformative Power of compassion, gratitude, and forgiveness. The two-hour teleclass on Saturday will be looking for bliss when the going gets tough. You are the joy you are looking for. That's the morning class. The afternoon class is happiness is sharing your joy when all seems lost, discovering the creative power of compassion. And then the teleclasses on Sunday will be Welcoming the blessings of bliss, the power of gratitude to heal your soul, and the afternoon class. These are all two-hour classes. Forgiving your way back to yourself, the path to your freedom, and the love of God. Plus, anyone who takes part in at least one teleclass during this weekend event can join us for our fun and profound bonus post-class Zoom and Q Zoom Q&A talk story and social on Sunday following the last teleclass. For the full write-up and details or go to sign up, go to the May calendar section of michaeltamora.com, our website, or call our office at 530-926-2650 weekdays during business hours specific time. We'll be right back in a flash and we'll continue to rejoice just because. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. 
Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational, incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational, a must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back. We hope you've been rejoicing just because. That's been our topic today, so let's celebrate life some more yeah before we went on our uh, break i was starting to talk about the difficulty what, what's the difficulty about rejoicing just because without a reason you know, part of it is because many of us tend to have really good reasons to be unhappy <laughs> right it's it's uh, uh this is the condition of the world this is what's going on whether it's political economical uh, health care whatever it is and or more even intimately in your personal life you know you might not be feeling very good you might not be uh healthy you might have an illness going on your your financial situation just took a dive whatever the case might be or the most important person in, in your life passed away whatever might be happening in the world or in your personal life we always tend to have okay how can I be happy when this, I'm going through this, when I'm experiencing this? And if you really look, you'll find that being happy, rejoicing, celebrating life without cause, without seeming cause, without any kind of uh, reason for it, right? And then when you don't have a reason to celebrate life, then all you can think of are the, all the reasons that you have not to celebrate life. You know, I, I can't celebrate life now because blah, 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 fill in the blanks. And we got lots of blanks for that. Well, the reason for celebrating life in the first place is life is the celebration. That's one of the things that most people don't seem to realize is life is what do we call celebrating? What do we call celebration? It's it's the joyousness. It's the life force. That's what we experience when we are celebrating. 
when we're celebrating anything, whatever the occasion for celebration is, well, that occasion gives us permission and a reason. Okay, in spite of all the <coughs> difficult things happening in the world or in our lives, we're going to take a little break from being unhappy and celebrate uh, the birth of a child or, or somebody's birthday or Christmas or some big holiday or whatever it is, you know, graduation, milestone, award ceremony. So we get to celebrate set aside the all the reasons for being unhappy and for you know a short period of time an hour two hours five minutes whatever it is we set all that aside and join in celebration and isn't it interesting that when we have these celebratory events it's a group event even if it's a small handful of people the family gets together to celebrate a, a milestone in in one of their members all right or the whole country comes together to celebrate, or the state comes together to celebrate they won the championship in some, some sport. And so it's a group thing because, oh yeah, we're coming together. It's a healing. Celebration is always a healing because we're, we're opening ourselves up to, oh, life. This is what life is really about. This is really the experience of life, is this joyous celebration. It's life and joyous celebration are not two separate things. If you're experiencing life, you're experiencing the celebration that is life. So you don't need a reason. That's, you're just experiencing life for itself without any reasons for or against it. So then what makes it seem like, unless we have some kind of a big deal happening to celebrate, we get overwhelmed by all the reasons not to celebrate. Oh, because we're grieving, we're, we're hurt, we're unhappy in some way, angry, frustrated, scared. So those are all the mechanical reactions we talked about in the earlier part of the show. And that's what we have to deal with. Life itself is always there for celebrating. But in our own mind, we have all this other stuff that we have to, we're experiencing as reactions, mental, emotional reactions, even physical ones. And we let that take precedence over what life is about. But when we start to remind ourselves, oh yeah, we could, we could remind ourselves regularly, oh yes, I'm living, it's life. Life is celebration. Whether it's rainy or sunny, it's celebration. Let's celebrate. And once you start to practice starting with the celebration, you're not only going to get through the difficult times in, in which you want to feel like you don't want to celebrate, you're going to get through that a lot more easily, successfully, effectively. And you might also start to realize, oh, I could be celebrating and feeling the loss of, you know, a very important person in the world. Huh. Yeah, that's no cause for, for just being down in the dumps when you go to that person's funeral. 
This is one of the things I've experienced all my life, even from a, being a kid. Funerals, the person who passed on is celebrating life, whereas so many of the people attending the funeral is down in the dumps or angry. And I always thought that was kind of strange. And why did you think that was so strange? Well, because because the person everybody was sad about was happy. <laughs> As a clairvoyant, you can see that most beings get to actually attend their own funerals, which is sort of funny. So, you know, it just seems to me that one of the ways to have that rejoicing in your whole life is attitude and awareness. You know, the this new couple of generations coming up are so much more full of awareness than our generation, and that will continue. And so one of the words of wisdom I'd like to bring into this uh, radio show today is um, one of my favorite tools. When the going gets tough, step back and look at the bigger picture, you know, or as they say in the army, the tough get going, which means you make a decision on what to do. But if you're able to step back and look at the bigger picture, you know, it's like from microscope to telescope, you know, you, you have what's affecting you personally and then what's affecting everyone in the world. And if you see life as a series, you know, life in this dense physical universe as a series of lessons. And the lessons might not be what you think they are, you know, not like, for instance, if you're if you're the victim of something is the lesson is more in forgiveness and letting go than it is in, you know, seeking revenge and all that sort of thing. Michael was talking about celebrating with a a small or large group of people, even when something's going on. And that's really, really important because one of the programmings I see in the world, um, especially on television shows, is if you have something really painful happen, suddenly everybody's in the bar getting drunk as a skunk and, you know, falling down and and waking up with a big old hangover the next day. And sometimes the hangover is uh, better than the whatever the painful thing is. And that's not really a good way to handle when the going gets tough. When the going get tough, the tough, the those of you that are aware and awake, step back, look at the bigger picture. What is this all for? You know, for some of us, recently we had a situation where we had three or four things hit us within a week or so and they were all different things and they were all negative. You know, here's this and here's this and here's this and here's this. <laughs> and, you know, this is where the knowing a little bit of astrology is very helpful because I saw it coming on, on our astrology charts. And so we just sort of brace for it in a sense, have a little amusement when it really does hit. And it's very serious not to let it bring you down, but to see what is it you're learning and, and where life is taking you. And if it seems like it's taking you into the poor house, don't worry, unless you let that happen, it's not going to. Um, and one of the things that, I decided years ago, for instance, um, whenever it came to a point where I was unhappy with a job and I'd have to leave and I would start to look at, you know, oh, no, I might be homeless if I don't make money or whatever, is I made a decision that what was the worst job I would accept 
in order to survive and pay my rent and all that stuff. And this is when I was much younger. And I decided that was to be a manager at McDonald's. And uh, there were a couple of times when it got very close to that, but it never happened because I didn't let it. I I decided I was never going to be without a job or I was never going to be without pay. And, but that was me, you know, some of you, have to go through some different kind of pain pictures and so on to move on to the next thing. But having that ability to see it as all lessons is what's going to help you get you through it. So rejoicing in spite of the difficulties and, you know, or even taking your attention off of the the difficulties for a few minutes until you are ready to address it. That's what I do sometimes is I'll take a day off or I'll move my energy out of something that's upsetting so I have can get a little perspective, you know, and we talk about grounding, being grounded and in the center of your head and really using your intuition on what is your next step. Well, we're just about at the end of our show today, and we're glad that you joined us for this episode, and we hope that it offered you much to reflect upon about what it is to be joyful just because. Be sure to join us next Wednesday as we bring joy to you and me. Sounds like a church song. And share our experience that your joy is in the sharing. So joy to you and me, your joy is in the sharing. Tune in to find out more. Remember, too, to join us for Being in the World, Not of the World, Energy Work for Showing Up, our next teleclass in our ongoing series, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think, this Saturday, this coming Saturday, May 7th, 2022, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific Time. Check our website or call our office at 530-926-2650 for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll see you all next week. Thank you. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.